This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Our show is all about the world of apps, whether it's on your smartphone, your TV, your tablet, or your laptop, and just kind of the mobile tech world. It's an awesome program today. Later on, we'll be talking with Ted Kritsonos about Skillshare. If you've ever wanted to learn how to cook, look after your plants, learn Photoshop, it's a cool new app that lets you do that for really cheap and some really good uh, courses. Uh, We will also be talking about the iPhone 13. We've had a chance to put it through its paces, all of them, and we'll be giving you the lowdown on that. We've got one of our teammates, uh, Robin Kavanaugh. He will uh, give his thoughts as well. And kind of interesting, he has migrated from Android over to iPhone. Big step. Yeah, people are pretty loyal to their. Well, you have a lot. You have a lot invested in in a particular platform. Yeah, you've bought apps and yeah, got all your photos on there. So he's going to tell us what it took to actually migrate over, what program he used or app he used, and what went right and what went wrong. Uh, Let's talk about some of the app and mobile news uh, now, John. TikTok. One of your favorite apps. <laughs> you were on there constantly. You're starting to like it too. Like, you know what? It's, it's, it's addictive. It yeah. really is. I used to laugh at you. You did? Yeah. Like you're a grown man watching TikTok videos. And this is an app where you go in and it starts learning all about your preferences. Like you like 3D printing and tech and electric vehicles and cats. And it just starts knowing this by what videos you're looking at and how long you're watching them. And they're short. They're like, anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds long. And when it's done, you just swipe up and the next one starts. Yeah. It's like this fire hose of content. It's like video crack. Yeah. 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 They've got a billion users now. Monthly. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Do you remember Trump was after them? (laughs) Yeah. Like he was going to ban TikTok from the U.S.? Yeah. There was an interesting article from the CEO of Microsoft. Yeah. They were trying to buy him. Yeah, well, back, back th- in the day. they were kind of forced to buy them. Yeah. With this weird negotiations because of Trump's yeah. pressure. And they, he said it was the weirdest negotiations he ever he's ever been involved in. Why? Because it was forced? Kind of, yeah. 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 It's got a gun to their head. You're going to sell your, your, your app to Microsoft. Yeah. And Microsoft's okay. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah what do you, if you're Microsoft, what do you say? Uh, okay, I'm going to buy them. Put it into Skype? Yeah, because we've done really well with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a billion users. It's yeah. it's amazing. I mean, even for our business, we're like trying to figure it out. It's different, right? Well, it hits differently for everybody too. I mean, like you said, it figures out what you like and it's really strange what really takes off. Like there was a really interesting trend this past week or so where a woman, probably as a parody account, she used to say very deadpan, I'm going to redo your logo because I don't like it. And I have a graphic design background. And so she made these logos of all these big brands and it went viral and all these big brands started changing their logos on TikTok to these really horribly like Microsoft paint quality logos. Why? Because it, it, it was trending. It was cool. And these videos were getting millions and millions of views. Like Adobe even went so far as making new signs for the outside of their building like this. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this I'm too old now. No, you're not. No? No. Okay. No? Okay. Okay. Also in the news here, uh, Alexa, I've fallen and I can't get up. So this was part of the big Amazon announcements. We talked about them on our Get Connected radio show. You can listen to our show and podcast on our website. 
We're not going to say her name again. No, sorry. Because everyone hates it when we do that. Yeah. We're going to call her the A-Lady. The A- <laughs> the A-Lady. So they have a new service uh, called... Alexa. Together, <laughs> which <laughs> turns your loved one's Echo device into an emergency support device. Yeah, I think this is kind of cool. Um, it, it's un- 20 bucks a month. Yeah. That's, is that U.S.? That's U.S. Okay. So, and it's also unclear when it's coming to Canada. Yeah. But I think this is a really cool idea because it basically turns your Echo devices into an extended panic button, basically. Yeah. So your your family member who has fallen and can't get up maybe doesn't even have her cell phone near her. And I'm just picking her. I don't know why I did that. It could be me too. Um, you have the ability to just talk to the A-Lady. So you basically say the command, the A-Lady command, call for help. Yeah. This is a great idea. Yeah. And the thing is, this um, also can be designed to work with like caregivers and that type of thing yeah. too. So if I wanted that for my parents, yeah, I could have it call me right? if and, there's any issues. And if you're not available, it'll call 911. That's great. That seems like an... It's a peace of mind. I, you know, you know, some people are going to think twenty bucks or twenty five bucks a month—that's too much. But really, like I love my parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I want I want them to be safe and secure. Yeah. But no, this is yeah, this is kind of a neat idea. And so many people are putting these these Amazon Echo devices in their home. Well, it allows the person, like you, in your case, for example, you can then manage their devices, and so you can call them over the device. Yeah. Make sure they're okay. And you'll be the first point of contact. So, I mean, it it sounds like it's a little confusing, but basically, like you said, it's peace of mind. Yeah. And for 20 bucks a month or maybe 25. I like that these things are getting simpler and simpler. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's not bad because there's some of these services that are a heck of a lot more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it looks like you you can also get a a six-month free trial if you get the Alexa Care Hub. Okay, well, we're going to have to try that out when it comes yeah. comes up here. Okay, I want to uh, give a shout out to our contest. It's uh, Click to Pay with MasterCard. This is a new way that you're going to be online shopping and paying. It's being built into all the major websites that you shop at, the Mark's Work Warehouses, the Canadian Tires of the World. When you go to make your checkout, there's no passwords. You don't have to fill in your payment information because you've already done it. So once you've done the whole click to pay sign up, you've put your cards into that. And from that point forward, if the site supports it, you just hit that button when you're finished shopping and it just pays everything. No passwords. Right. It's magical. We're giving away $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards because we love contests and giving stuff away. And if you want extra entries uh, this week, you can get 50 extra entries by simply Going to the website again, getconnectedmedia.com, go to the contest page and sign up for it. Yes. Sign and up. you know what? You're going to do it anyway because it's a safer way to shop online. Yeah, because you're not giving your actual credit card to those sites. And it's uh, looking after your private information as well, much better than a lot of the alternatives out there. When we come back from the break, all about the iPhone 13. Is it worth upgrading to? Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're going to talk about the iPhone. Uh, as uh, many of you know, the new iPhone 13 has just come out. And uh, we've talked a bit about it in uh, the past show, and we've had a chance now to actually use them uh, in our daily lives. Uh, I'm using the iPhone 
Pro 13, iPhone 13 Pro. Uh, John, you're doing the Pro Max. That's right. The giant one. And we've got a guest with us today. He's one of our Get Connected uh, contributors. His name is Robin Kavanaugh. He uh, just got an iPhone 13. So what I wanted to do today is just kind of talk about some of our first uh, thoughts on on using the new phones uh, for the past week. And then uh, on the next segment, we're going to talk about switching. If uh, you are an Android user, what does it take to go through to switch over to an iPhone? Painful? Painless? Well, Robin here in studio has done that. We'll uh, get his thoughts. So starting off with the iPhone 13, very similar lineup to the previous version of the iPhone 12s. They have the mini, they have the 13, they have the Pro line and the Pro Max. You are a new iPhone person. Yeah, you were Android before. I think you had a Pixel. Uh, you've been slowly being sucked into the Apple world. Uh, I know you got an iPad uh, recently. And so what are your thoughts now? You've got the, the iPhone 13. The Pixel was a good phone. Google's phone. It's got a great camera, great yeah. software. Uh, how do you feel about the new iPhone? Yeah, uh, I'm loving it. Like I was an Android user for literally the past 10 years. Yes. Uh, I did have an iPhone before that. It was like my very first phone. Yeah. Do you remember which one? Yeah, it was a 3GS. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. Hand me down from my dad. I thought you weren't even born yet, but okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I had that, and that was my first one, but then I had all the promise of Android with all their niche apps and stuff that, yeah. that wasn't available on uh, iPhone at that time. Yeah. But slowly but surely, I kind of saw a lot of things that John was doing with some of the apps he had, and that got me intrigued, and so I thought, okay, I'll dip my toe by getting an iPad, Yeah. because I, I wanted one anyway to be able to add photos on and... All that kind of stuff. Yeah, you get the pencil and everything for it. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah, and you're totally into that pencil. I love it. It's replaced literally every notepad I have. Really? You're like, you're all in. Yeah. Yeah, I have the pencil. I don't use it as often as I thought I would. Mm. But you're like all in. Like, I see you using it all the time. I'm like, what is he doing? You're a note taker though, right? So like, that's a very important part of your sort of workflow. I should take more notes, I think, is what everyone here is saying. Okay, so you've you've gone to the iPhone 13. What what are some of the, the positives about it? for you over your previous like Google phone? Overall, the the biggest thing, and this isn't necessarily 13 exclusive, is the ecosystem itself. Okay. And the fact that I'm working with an Apple computer, I've got the iPad, and now with the iPhone. Yeah, they all, it's seamless, isn't it? It's ridiculously seamless. Yeah. So like, the biggest thing has been able to like, I I jot down notes and outlines for our videos, and then often, well, I either bring the iPad out to the shoots yeah. or I print out the notes yeah. to refer to them later on. But it's such a hassle having to bring a full iPad out. I mean, the iPad may be handier now. But now I can just refer to all those notes on my phone yeah. because it's like over the air, like seamless, instant update. And you're getting your messages from your iPhone, on your tablet, on your iPad yeah. and on your MacBook as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's been the most, the, the biggest thing. But Android can do that. Yes, not particularly well first party wise. Yeah. Like it has the Google Keep app. Yeah. Which would, what that was my primary note taking app for the most, like for the longest time. But I guess on Android, you're mixing, a lot of people are mixing and matching different manufacturers. Like you might have a Google phone, you might have a, a Samsung tablet, mm. an LG laptop. That's it. And a Windows PC. Yeah. Like, so it, it, a lot of the time you end up using, say, apps like Evernote because yeah. they have a little bit of a more seamless integration. Yeah. But it's never the, never quite as good as it's the not as party. clean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some of the negatives? Some of the negatives. Yeah. Um, gosh, 
I, well, Has there I, been any? I, I can see you've really thought this out. <laughs> okay, well, while you think about it, uh, John, let's go to you. You and I always get the latest iPhones. You had an iPhone 12. 12 Pro. Yeah. And now you've got the 13 Pro, and you've got the bigger one, the Max. Yeah. And so I always say for most people, if they had the previous version, typically I would maybe wait to upgrade. Yeah. But you're really into photography and video. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing for me is the as a photographer, you spend your money on glass, buying new lenses. That's kind of where you spend mm. your money. The body can change. It doesn't really matter. It's the more about what you're shooting and how you're shooting it. And that's always been sort of the reason for me to upgrade on the iPhone is to get the new features, the new hardware spec on the iPhone. And so that was always important to me. But as I said last week, this update from 12 Pro to 13 Pro, Pro or Max, doesn't matter, didn't feel like a big enough upgrade to justify the upgrade expense. But after using it for a week, I'm kind of all in now. Really? Why? Is it that much of a difference, though? It, it, it's subtle. Yeah. And you really have to know and be a photographer, I think, to really see the differences. Mm-hmm. But but you can see them. I've taken macro shots that blew me away. And those are close-up shots. Very close. Yeah. Once you learn how it works, you basically use the widest angle lens on your phone. You can get right up into something and it just looks so good. And you can zoom in and you can zoom in and it still looks good. And the same thing with portraits and low light. We were at a we were at a pub the other night. Mm. And it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, strange. Um and we were playing with the phone and I got some really great new uh portrait shots of me, which I haven't seen that good of, you know, low light, really good detail, and just stunning. So I have to ask you, for normal people out there, the the non John Beelers should they upgrade from a 12 to a, a 13? That's a tough one. Um, maybe not from a 12. No. Unless you're really into photography. Um, we, have a, we have a friend and she has an 11. Yeah. And she's been seeing all the photos from a 13 and she wants to upgrade. Because she can see the difference. She can see the difference. Yeah. She's a big person on Instagram. She's big on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. So uh, she really wants an upgrade. Yeah. So, and she bought my phone before. So. Is that who you keep selling your phones to? Yeah. Your old ones? Yeah. 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 I guess Laura might be getting your old 12. Is that well, she wants a 13. She's seen, oh, I see. seen yeah. the light now. We're talking all about uh, the new iPhones. Should you upgrade? All of us have uh, gotten a chance to use it over the past week. So I've got the 13 Pro. Um, I got to be honest, I love it. Well, I always loved having the latest, but I don't know if it was a huge difference for me. No, for me, I think it's really comes down to the camera. Yeah, I, I have noticed the battery life. Yes. I, I'm getting a couple hours more battery life. I, I use my phone a lot during the day, uh, apparently because I get those screen time reports that say that I'm not that good. <laughs> I'm too much time in front of my phone. Uh, so having that extra couple hours makes a huge difference. Totally. I was crazy impressed with the battery life on the 13. Yeah. And this is just the regular 13. Um, like on my Pixel, I'd get typically by one o'clock. Yeah. I was pushing like 50%. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be looking for a charger. The first couple days that I was measuring it over the course of the weekend, I was getting 12 hours from plug out to having to plug back in. Continuous use. Yeah. Gives you like heavy use throughout the entire day. So ironically, like a couple of weeks ago, I bought one of those wireless chargers that are mag safe. So they clips onto the back of your phone. Yeah. I kind of don't need it anymore because (laughs) the the Max has got so much more battery life. Yeah. And is that two and a half hours, that one? Yeah, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was already pretty good. 
but then just to that extra boost, like I, I haven't had a need to put the MagSafe on at all. The one thing I didn't like is none of my cases work on the new one. No, because it is a different form factor. Yeah, the, yeah. the camera bump and the lenses on the new ones, they're giant. Yeah, they're yeah. quite a lot bigger. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so overall, for in my opinion, it is a fantastic phone. You can't go wrong. There's no question. Totally. If you've got a 12, you'd, you'd have to have some specific reasons for upgrading. Maybe if you have a 12 non-pro. Yeah. And you want to get to the Pro 13, that might be... That's a difference there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you got an 11 or earlier, it's more likely that you'd want to have a look at upgrading. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the transition. You know, there's lots of people that switch back and forth. Uh, we're going to talk about going from Android to iPhone. Like, what you need to know. Is it easy? Is it hard? Does everything go over? Well, we'll give you the lowdown on that. I want to give a shout-out to our contest. It's uh, Click to Pay with MasterCard. It's uh, the new fast and secure way to make payments online. All your favorite uh, shopping websites are building this in. And it's great because you don't need a password anymore when you're checking out. You just basically hit the Click to Pay button it just knows it's you and your credit card i know it sounds like so unsafe but it's even more secure now and way more convenient if you want more information and you want to enter the contest because we're giving away two five hundred dollar gift cards from mastercard that's a thousand dollars in gift cards we're giving away go to our website getconnectedmedia.com and as a bonus for listening to the show there's a way to get 50 extra entries. Go to the webpage. It'll tell you how. Just sign up for click to pay with MasterCard. When we come back from the break, how to transition from Android to the Apple world. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We're talking uh, about the iPhone world uh, on this particular show. And we've just given some of our reviews on the new iPhone 13. I want to talk now about making a switch uh, on this segment. We'll talk about going from Android to iPhone, which, How, which Robin did, which Robin did. Who's with us? Robin, Kevin, Kevin, I, Kevin, Kevin, can never pronounce those Irish last names. It's a long <laughs> name. Um, so you had a Google pixel phone. Yes. And you migrated to Apple, which was a big transition for you. You've had a Android phone for like 10 years, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Literally, yeah. So what do you think? Was it hard? It was, what did you do? It was tremendously easy yeah. to start. So, and what made it easier as well is that I already had the iPad. Yes. But if you don't, it's not that big a deal. It's basically with the iPad, it brings over all your passwords for like your Wi-Fi and yeah. a few other sort of apple things like your app store kind of details and that thing. But other than that, you just install an app called uh, Move to iOS. Yeah. The Apple will prompt you to do it. And you have to install that on both sides? Just the, uh, just the Android phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then the uh, the iPhone will just knows just well it gives a, a little code. Yeah. And then you input the code. It's part of the setup wizard. Yeah. For, yeah. For and so up. once you've loaded that app, put that code in, mm -hmm. it just starts migrating stuff. Yeah. You choose like, do you want to bring over contacts, your calendar information, photos, photos yeah. that kind of thing. I started doing it with photos, and it said it was I had 15 gigabytes of photos on my phone. Yeah. I was, wasn't even thinking at all. It was the end of the day and I was just excited to get my phone going. Yeah. So I tick that, it starts ticking over. Yeah. And it slowly goes from 100 hours to 99 hours. <laughs> oh my God. To 98. And I just had to restart the progress or yeah. process again. So how long did that take? That's a lot of photos. Yeah, so, but I have Google Photos and I installed it on my iPhone. So everything transferred over anyway. Got it. I, did, I didn't need to. Okay. So you just use the migration tool, that app. That's and right. you just click what you want to go over and it just 
goes over. Yeah, it just goes over. Yeah. It's seamless like. And, and then, once it's done, were you missing anything? It doesn't take the apps over though. It doesn't take any apps over. Yeah. So you have to do that all by hand. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to sign into all those apps again, Yeah. which is pretty arduous. And, so, and if you bought any apps on Android, you have to buy them again on iOS. That is correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Luckily enough, I didn't actually buy any apps, any sort of, I had paid subscriptions, but they did carry over. Hmm. So, and we've done this before. Like uh, we, we have a new show on TELUS uh, Optic TV, uh, Get Connected. Get Connected Tech Talk. There's uh, 12 one-hour episodes. We're covering everything from smartphones, migration, like we're talking about. You got to check it out. And again, if you're a Telus Optic TV subscriber, go to the uh, on-demand section and look us up. We've got some really good content there. Everything you want to know about tech and the things we're talking about. Yeah. Switching from Android to iPhone or even from iPhone to Android. All the videos and shows are up there. So you you migrated over. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with your old Android phone now? I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I still am a fan of Android. Right. And I want to see what uh, Android 15 has. Uh, I want to see any sort of new googly tricks that come out in the future. Googly, googly tricks. <laughs> googly tricks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not abandoning it entirely. So but you're using the iPhone 13 as your daily driver now. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you miss from Android that you don't have an iOS 15? That's a good question. Yeah, honestly, the, the biggest issue I had moving over was more so growing pains. It was getting used to the new keyboard. Even right. though you can install Google Keyboard, but I've decided I'll just keep it stock. Just like hitting the wrong keys yeah. constantly. Um, it was just things like that. Just like those little kind of things you don't really think about when you're moving over, but I'll adjust to soon enough. Yeah. Just tiny little things. Yeah. It's interesting because um, I had to migrate from my iPhone 12 to the 13. With the new iOS 15, uh, it's the easiest migration I've ever had in my life. It's yeah. just like smooth like butter. Really? Uh, in the past, it was kind of a pain. I hated doing it because I have an Apple Watch and I've got the Apple Wallet, you know, with my credit cards and mm. stuff. It did not take them over. I'd have to like unpair my watch. I would have to repair it with the new phone. It, you know, it was clunky. I know, yeah. first world problems, right? But it was clunky and it took time and it was painful. And sometimes it'd be days before I repaired my watch wow. because it just, I, I just didn't have the time and didn't want to go through all of that. And then same with the wallet. Not a big deal to put the credit cards back in, but this time it just basically took it all over and just asked me for the security codes on the back. Right. And then it was just done. So yep. that was cool. So uh, overall, the migration pa- uh, process going from an iPhone to an iPhone with the, the new iOS 15, amazing. It's like almost magical. It, you do need to sort of set aside a good chunk of time. Like Robin suggested, if you have a lot of photos, you want to make sure they're they're backed up properly. So you're using, you know, um, iCloud and that type of stuff. So when you do actually press that button, though, to migrate to the new phone, it can still take a couple hours before you're going to have all your stuff back on that device. Yeah, but you guys keep all yours on, on your phone. Like, I don't, like, all my photos are in the cloud. I mean, it, it, they show up on the phone. It's just like little thumbnails. No, but even even the apps, though, they it takes mm-hmm. them takes time for them to be reinstalled. Yeah, but it just kind of does it throughout the day when you're on Wi-Fi. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. like if, you, if there's something you need urgently, you can double tap it. They basically force it to the top of the finished migration pile yeah yeah but it, it i mean it, it does take time but it also really depends on how big your previous device was and how much of it you're bringing over that's true i mean i spent the rest of the evening setting up the phone yeah installing all my apps and everything not a big deal though no i was watching netflix while i did it there you go 
Okay, I uh, want to give a shout out to the contest one more time. We are giving away $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards. It's, uh, Master, it's the Click to Pay by MasterCard. It's uh, a new way to pay online. So most of your favorite shopping sites are building this in now. It's a new standard. And it's awesome because once you've signed up for it with your cards, when you go to pay, you just hit the click to pay button. There's no passwords. It just knows. And I know that sounds spooky and unsafe, but it's the safest way to to shop online. It's amazing. If you want to enter to win this uh, one of these gift cards, $500 each, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com and hit the contest page. Also, we're doing a bonus right now. If you want extra entries, I'm going to give you a little hint. All you have to do is sign up for MasterCard Click to Pay. And all the instructions are up on our website. Yes. And so again, 50 extra entries for the $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards. Okay, when we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. We've got a good friend on the line. Ted Kritsonos. He's written a great blog article up on our website at getconnectedmedia.com, all on Skillshare. Do you want to learn something new? Don't have the uh, the big bucks to pay masterclass? <laughs> you might want to have a look at this app. Ted, thanks for joining us. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. So Skillshare, uh, is it like masterclass? You know, I see the commercials all the time where I can learn to be a, a brilliant uh, screenwriter or, or what have you. Well, conceptually, there may be a similarity, but the big difference is that Masterclass has essentially recruited people, I mean, very well-known people, like people who are either celebrities or major experts in the fields that they're in, and they're sharing their insight and and knowledge uh, via video that way. Skillshare doesn't necessarily do that. Uh, there might be a couple of recognizable people here and there uh, that you might see, but for the most part, it's your average person that is teaching the class. And uh, so they are good at what they do, and they put together a video series in some cases. It's not just one video. In some cases, it's a series uh, to teach you something. Um, they're are different ways in the the way these are laid out. So Skillshare in some cases has produced its own. Those are called originals. Uh, others are not. So others are produced by the, the teachers who are teaching the class and they basically by producing it have to follow a certain guideline to maintain a pr- the production values. So they're not told what to say but they are told how they have to make it look. Ted, would you say this is kind of like continuing education like a night school class if you will because some of the topics are pretty wide ranging everything from plant care to interior design to uh drawing learning to draw like those types of things as opposed to like an academic specific career thing question john yeah this is not academia so we're, we're we're not talking about you taking courses that are going to apply to some sort of academic pursuit this is towards either career pursuit or something you want to learn, whether for a hobby, you know, like you said, kind of that night school kind of vibe is what you're getting with this. Uh, it's There's a lot there. I mean, there's 35,000 classes uh, available, uh, but I believe that number includes, obviously, all the different videos that are part of a, a class or a course as well. Um, some are called workshops. Now, workshops are such that they take weeks to do, and you are attending them with other fellow students where you are, you're encouraged to communicate and, and, and connect with those other students 
so that you can bounce ideas off each other and, and all that. But the problem that I found, though, when I looked into that is nobody really wants to critique anybody. <laughs> so there's a lot of like cheerleading and, you know, like, hey, you're amazing. You should just um, put it on Twitter. You'll get lots of critiquing. <laughs> it, yeah. Like it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's just I found it kind of an interesting juxtaposition to YouTube because YouTube, of course, is filled with all kinds of how to videos. And there you will get more of a preponderance of, well, shall we say, critique, you know, negative and positive kind of commentary. Uh, Skillshare doesn't, I, I noticed, I mean, again, I didn't go through every single video, but I noticed that there isn't as much of that here. So how much is this? The subscription, right? Yeah. So it's interesting because this is 10 bucks a month or you can pay 120 for the year. Uh, you don't save any money, really, if you go for the annual subscription. However, Skillshare will try to incentivize you by going for the full year by saying, hey, if you pay us for 12 months, we're going to give you discount codes for Adobe software. Or you want to create a website with Squarespace, we'll give you a discount on that. So they're trying basically to say, hey, you're learning something from here. You may need tools to, help to develop what it is you're doing. We have some connections there, and here is a coupon. I, I get the feeling. I get the feeling they're going to send you those emails anyway. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they do because okay. one of the other problems is that because it's only a seven-day trial, you can easily get locked in to an annual subscription without realizing it. Which is why I say, if you're going to try this for seven days, just keep an eye on when that end day is because if you don't like the service, you may get locked in for the year, and it is a little bit difficult to cancel and get your money back. But but still, at ten bucks a month for access to thirty five thousand different classes, that's that's pretty reasonable. So you can do as many as you want, Ted. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can do pretty much uh, as much as you want. Uh, it, you, I, I don't think, as far as I could tell, I, I don't think you're paying anything extra for any specialized or special classes. Uh, it seemed, from what I saw when I went in uh, on the trial, I had access to pretty much everything. There are free classes, even if you don't sign up. The only problem with that is that it may not be every class that's part of a course, or if it's an individual one, it may not be available to you. Skillshare, I have to say, does a terrible job of, of, of separating what is free and what is not free. Because they want you to go in. Because it's only, I mean, again, it's only 10 bucks a month. This is better than Netflix. Yeah, but so, again, the quality. Is this better than YouTube? Is it, is it just more organized? It's more organized. It's hard for me to say whether it's better because YouTube simply has a far larger breadth of content compared to, to Skillshare. Like if you do a search for whatever it is you want to learn about on YouTube, you're going to have all kinds of videos. Skillshare just tries to narrow it down. Like, hey, you want to learn about this? Here are the videos we have. And we can even dial, you know, we can even be specific about what aspect of the thing you want to learn that is in there. So, you, for example, if you if you open up a, a course or a video, it you'll have an you know all kinds of written information in there about what it, you're going to learn in it. Um, there's even some ratings, so like you can tell based you know how good it is or how many students uh, or how many people have actually partaken in it as well to give you an idea of whether it's good or not. We're talking with Ted Kritsonos all about uh, an app called Skillshare. All sorts of different things you can learn from interior decorating, how to look after your plant. Obviously, a lot of different software skills like editing and, and Photoshop and things like that. Were there any favorites you had, Ted? 
I don't know if there were too many favorites. I think some that are pretty good uh, were on learning software. So again, I'm looking at it more from a tech angle, but I will say that it was kind of cool to learn about how to take care of certain plants. Um, you know, wouldn't have thought about it until I bumped into it, into it in, in the platform. Um, so even cooking, there's a lot in there about cooking, so which I found surprising. But if you're into cooking, or even if you're kind of like thinking about starting a business, there's a fair bit of stuff on that too, which is surprising. So for ten bucks a uh, month, that's not bad. Yeah, for ten bucks a month, I think it's worth doing the trial. Yeah, but but definitely over those seven days, see what you find and see if you like it before you actually pay the money, because you can get you can get locked in pretty quickly. Again, the app is called Skillshare. Ted, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Want to give a shout out to our contest that we got going on right now on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. It's the click to pay with MasterCard, a fast and simple way to shop online. And this is really amazing technology. Once you sign up uh, with your, your credit card, you can basically go to most of the major sites you shop at already, like Canadian Tire, uh, Mark's Work Warehouse. I mean, there's a huge list. And when you want to check out, you don't have to fill in all the payment information. You basically just hit the little click to pay button and it just knows it's you. No passwords. I find it magical, but it's even more secure than the regular e-commerce uh, uh, payment methods that are out there right now. Giving away $1,000 worth of MasterCard gift cards, actually two $500 gift cards. If you want a chance to win, getconnectedmedia.com. Go to the contest page. Instructions are there. And because you're listening to the show, we've got a bonus. If you go sign up, you can get 50 extra entries by signing up for MasterCard's Click to Pay. That's amazing. That ups your chance of winning. Just make sure that you're actually logged into the contest platform, which you go through when you sign up on getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to hit the click to pay with MasterCard contest on our website, giving away $1,000 in MasterCard gift cards. Uh, Click to pay is a new way that we're all going to be shopping online with now. It's basically payment method it's a button when you get to the end when you want to check out if you sign up for this service it keeps all of your card information secure in one place and when you're making these checkouts you just hit the button and you don't have to fill out anything it just automatically knows your password and makes the payment for you safe secure and easy getconnectedmedia.com is the website and up there we also have tons of great blogs and video content everything from the latest smartphone reviews how to get smart home technology working in your house and uh, our radio podcast too we also have our sister radio show Get Connected that airs across the country on Saturdays uh, right across to Toronto and we're uh, happy to be nationwide as one of the top tech radio shows in Canada. I want to thank uh, all the folks that helped put the show together, including John Beeler and Christina Stoyanova. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.